Hello, 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 guys. Welcome to this new edition of Mind Podcast. This is Adit Kapadia, and together with me, our old uh, friend, our uh, Mind Podcast returning champion, and uh, uh, a fellow man in yellow, uh, Rohit Patania. <laughs> and I guarantee you, we are not going to talk about Australia. This we didn't plan. He actually SIUA. So, hi, Rohit. Yeah. Welcome to Mind Podcast. My pleasure, Adit. Always a pleasure talking to you. Uh-huh. And Thank you for coming in. I know it's going to be a very interesting discussion this time, um, as as always is. But we're going to talk about. We're going to come back. We're not going to. It's not going to be one topic. It's going to be what mind podcast. You listeners, you viewers, always tell me that you know have one three topical discussion like what mind podcast you know started out as and you know is like on most weeks. But then sometimes we also have to do certain interviews and stuff. So then we go to one topic. So this is. Going going to be a multi-layered podcast where we're going to talk about multiple issues we're talking going to talk about a little bit about the strategic angle of what is happening in manipur we're going to talk about the india alliance uh, and i say india because of the obvious reasons because that's how mm-hmm. they they put five four dots beneath their five names and they're coming to uh, uh, manipur and you know what is their mm-hmm. contradictions we're going to talk about a little bit about you know their impact and what is happening in the hilly states of india as well because some fascinating new scenarios are emerging and lastly we're going to the last 10 minutes we're going to keep a little bit of a cultural discussion where we'll talk about uh, the movie oppenheimer but also about cinema and what is going on so it's going to be a power packed discussion for the next 40 50 minutes so thank you all for joining uh, uh, abhi se thank you bol raha hu <laughs> but uh, and please write to us if you want other topics to be covered maybe we'll do a part 2 of this podcast but without further ado welcome to mind podcast rohit and can you tell a little bit about what is happening in manipur so now i don't want to i mean obviously that video was shocking reprehensible and the fact is i mean there is nothing to be discussed about that except the perpetrator should be put to justice and the chief minister should be more proactive i mean you have the minister of state's house being burned down um, what is the chief minister has to take a few steps in a very strong steps um, the prime minister also spoke about it uh, before the parliament session started um, and <clears throat> there are you know there is nothing except you know condemnation and hoping for swift justice and hoping that nothing like this ever ever happens again anywhere in india i mean this is so bad so what do you think a make about what has happened since you know the revelations and then the strategic impact and the strategic discussion because if that seems to be forgotten that manipur is a border state yeah no that's a very good uh, question to ask other time to look very carefully at what has happened subsequent to the uh, surfacing of the video the police has definitely cracked down it has been searching for the culprits though the ironic part is that the culprits house also as was reported in the news got burned down very recently mm-hmm. uh, and this was just after the police has had visited the uh, perpetrators one of the perpetrators house you see the problem with manipur is that there are three fundamental angles to it that are just not getting the kind of attention they deserve mm-hmm. one is of course the fact that manipur literally is a fourth angle to the golden triangle of southeast asia mm-hmm. in today mm-hmm. Uh, in today's mm-hmm. parlance, and for those who don't know about the Golden Triangle, Golden Triangle is actually Laos, Thailand, and uh, Myanmar, uh, mm-hmm. basically where opium is cultivated and mm-hmm. is exported around the world. So this mm-hmm. is the hotbed of opium cultivation, and mm-hmm. and Manipur has unfortunately become a point where opium and other hard drugs, in fact, get smuggled into the northeast of India. for those of uh, our uh, viewers who have not uh, necessarily followed the news over the years 
North East hmm. India's drug addiction and drug, substance abuse rate is actually far higher than most of India. In fact, wow. the situation is so bad that some of the highest number of cases is a percentage of HIV/AIDS also actually occur in Manipur. I did that not know that. That is the level of devastation that has happened in this state. Hmm. And the whole the the genesis of this whole series of events that has happened took place sometime last year. when mm. a concerted campaign to crack down on opium cultivation inside manipur and drug smuggling and illegal mm. immigration which was basically becoming the funnel route was Can being cracked down upon by the state government on a as a concerted campaign mm. so it's not and, surprising and, yeah please sorry no 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 finish finish up finish your point it's yeah. not surprising that we are seeing the kind of repercussions that are taking place there are elements that are actually using tribal rivalries in the region and please mm. i think a lot of people tend to sort of also you know conflate the issue it's not necessarily a hindu versus christian issue here please bear in mind however hard certain elements are trying to portray it as a hindu christian issue or a atrocities on christian issue it is not it is effectively a tribal issue right now one tribe standing versus the, against the other tribe the trust has been broken quite badly between the two there was Uh, and i mean it will take a lot of effort to basically restore the even a modicum of trust between the true tribes somehow again and you also have to remember one thing if it were a religious issue the nagas would have been involved in the whole process and the naga tribe has not even stepped out to get into this fight at all in the entire jekku that has happened kudos to the guys there they have take they have been sensible about it and really i mean that tells you that this is not a religious issue it isn't it isn't but the, the what what i want to speak about here is what you said about the drug problem is very significant because that could be one of the reasons why you know the center is also reluctant on clamping down in a certain way the one part about manipur is the natural geography of the state provides a safe haven for a lot of these people because you know there are hills and the valleys and it is divided you know you have the outer manipur uh, uh, voting differently geographically demographically very different and the inner manipur geographically demographic so that divisions like any state in india happen but of course they get magnified because of the you know economic blockade because of the years of unrest civil unrest but then you have these drug problems then you also have the issues with myanmar myanmar china let's not forget the leadership in myanmar has also changed in the last few yeah. years right yeah. so what role does that play we don't one doesn't you know one wonders and then there's also the bangladesh angle definitely and most people tend to forget that uh, <clears throat> nearly all the insurgent groups of the northeast have been tacitly supported by china by the mm. myanmar route and mm. also in the past by bangladeshi interests mm. so we need in fact a lot of your alpha terrorists after peace after you know many security accords and peace accords and developmental uh, trade treaties were signed with bangladesh huge mm. number of alpha cadre uh, that was mm. hiding in uh, assam in bangladesh alpha was the leading mm. in, insurgent group of assam including people like poresh barwa right. were basically mm. apprehended from bangladesh so mm. i mean the region has and because of the natural geographies you know literally this diffusing the boundaries correct even the fencing part has taken a lot of effort and it's still undergoing in that region it is literally physically impossible to an extent to fence this area this geography mm. is such Hmm. of course i mean the kind of uh, security apparatus that we needed has significantly stepped its game up in the last few years there's no hmm. doubt about it however hmm. there are these gaps that need to be filled and even the government has been acknowledging it on public in public statements 
I mean, you look at the kind of reply they've given in the parliament in the past, or the fact that they've identified the issue of illegal immigration in all, nearly all states of the Northeast. And it is a very sensitive issue for the region as a whole. See, Absolutely. one of the things that was going on amongst the, the demands from the larger Manipur state residency, the people was, let's bring it, bring an NRC that is similar to what the Assam uh, state government had rolled out on the orders of the High Court back in the That's time. right. That's right. And the idea was that we do not want a lot of illegal immigration, particularly happening from Myanmar, which has a very strange con uh, connection with respect to some of the tribal communities by blood, by relation, by marriage, by kin kinship, uh, by culture. Mm -hmm. You know, basically, as a result, uh, leading to people moving too freely between the region. Mm. And and as a, as a result, also becoming the conduit for drugs, for arms of the you know, most modern kind that you can imagine in fact. Correct. So, great That's right. so these, the ST <coughs> status issue is actually a very small issue when you see the larger picture hmm. at the end hmm. of the day. And hmm. the ST issue has been going on for the last five decades in the state at least. Correct. So, it's not, a, I mean, the ST issue was the least of the uh, problems really that triggered the situation that has come up. So, hmm. Let's be practical about what we have. When the facts stack up, it's really an issue of security. That too, hmm. border security and crackdown on illegal immigration and the drug mafia. Correct. That really needs to be taken up. And the government security forces are at it. We know <laughs> that for sure. They are trying everything that they can. But I think it will have to go eventually beyond just the security. There are other things that will also have to step in. For instance, you know, the, ki the kind of peace and reconciliation effort that would be needed subsequently. We mm. really need to prepare for that. Absolutely. Wounds have surfaced on both sides. Absolutely. I'm not trying to condone this, but there are a lot of reports of similar incidents happening <clears throat> on all sides. Well, the, the issue is also you have to look at it threefold, right? One, you have to look at it from the India's the India story. The India story is that you know strategic impact cannot be discounted. You cannot look at just the political outfall of it because if you manage, there are assets that the intelligence has amongst all tribes and all communities, right? Exactly. So how will that be impacted, right? And that would explain the strategic uh, statements made by the government on many of these issues. Yes. The second thing is the political leadership of the state, right? Does mm. the government trust Mr. Biren Singh to continue? Do they not? What are the issues? They have to, you know, clarify on that. And the third and the most important part is the China angle. You yeah. cannot just completely, uh, I, I, and I say that separately from uh, the strategic angle is because, you know, you cannot just, you know, basically assume that nothing can be done or this is not being looked at by the other uh, uh, countries mm -hmm. as yeah. a opportune time to because yeah. bar, once there is a perception you know injustice sebi's kaiz are dangerous injustice plus perception of more injustice right yeah. you can you can solve injustice but when there is also that perception when even when you try to address it and that this is not solved many external players can take advantage of that and you don't want uh, 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 you know that to happen yeah yeah definitely definitely and i mean in general the government and this is not just restricted to manipur Adit, the government mm -hmm. in the last two or three years, if anybody has been generally following the security news, has been taking a major crackdown, undertaking a major crackdown on drug smuggling, on the drug mafia in the country. 
the kind That's of correct. seizures that we've been seeing has increased by at least 250% year on year correct so intelligence so, has been working very well on the ground and of course there is more uh, coordination also happening with friendly countries second absolutely there is a very strong pincer like movement taking place on the drug mafia in all border states of india hmm. mind you it's not just manipur you look at what's happening in punjab you look at what's happening in jammu and kashmir these are very sensitive states as well drugs uh, drug addiction problems have been well known in the two states now for more than hmm. a decade and there is serious action be taken take, being taken by the central agencies and the state agencies are also helping them now on 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 a lighter note uh, rohit is very happy that we are talking about a drug problem and that state is not punjab because rohit hamesha bolta hai ki jab dekho mind podcast pe kuch na kuch to punjab ki baat aayi jaati hai but you're right you know coming back to coming in all seriousness that, that is that is a reality and you know then you have the whole nagapi support discussion you know Definitely. how far has it gone because nagaland and tripura so even the northeast states are not a monolith i mean i cannot you know uh, emphasize that enough so uh, that's the biggest problem so uh, that people are not understanding the complexity of uh, um, uh, you know issue and stuff like that uh, so i mean that that's 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 how it is so now let's talk about the political fallout political impact of this so i'm moving on to the members of the india alliance first of all the kitne bachte let's see because uh, they also have mr pawar's party mr kong the congress because pawar's party has split um, will it go one way after the split or the other way after the split uh, but that is a question that no one has been able to even ask about mr pawar what way he'll go uh, since he is in his political career but then you have the jdu uh, the left mamata left and mamata seem to be fighting in bengal but somehow they are you know so so they are going to plan to go to manipur and stuff um i i don't know <coughs> if this will work or not maybe it maybe it will maybe it won't but ultimately doesn't this actually help mr modi if um if uh, uh, if uh, by the way contrary to what others say the name as silly as it may say at least give them footage for two days and i think that was the only intention i don't think they cared about the uh, the merits behind the name they just wanted to be in the discussion so and that they got free footage everybody was responding to them and um, and i think mr modi realized that so suddenly the conversation around that has toned down because initially mm. there was a very sharp response and then uh, Uh, smartly enough the strategic mind prevailed and you're like bhai rehne do let them whine whatever they want to but a rahul gandhi versus mr modi prime minister modi battle will always benefit mr modi rather than mr gandhi right and yeah. do you think that will happen or are they going towards a 2004ish approach and hope that somehow bjp uh, can be reduced down in their seats no that's a very good question i was recently hearing a very veteran journalist speak you know um on some show and it was very fascinating when he said you know he was recalling the 1971 election and apparently all the parties had also come on one side similarly to you know combat mrs indira gandhi's hegemony and uh, he said the rallies were so raucous they were like so full of josh it felt like ab to indira gandhi gayi and the final results were absolutely devastating for the opposition parties overall yeah you know you have to realize a few things generally what happens you know when you actually from two polls it is advantage bjp by default because now there is no chance of a vote splitting That's secondly right. arithmetic doesn't necessarily mean chemistry people mm. tend to forget that mm. and what do you mean what do you mean by chemistry when you have two part two sets of party cadres who have literally fought you know tooth and nail 
against each other for the longest time and you mm. ask them all of a sudden to come together and you know vote together mm. you really think that will happen i mean mm. come on we we've seen this experiment so many times in uttar pradesh even in the worst of situations when the whole uh, mile mulayam kashi ram hawa mein ud gaye jai shri ram notanki happened the mm. max, the difference between that alliance and the bjp was just two seats yeah just two seats so i mean jitni maji baat kar lo it doesn't work out so simply the only exception to this two date has been bihar but for a variety of different reasons hmm. there of so course you think this is that the, uh, yes. ha, sorry go on complete your point yeah and the only reason why i've ever real i feel that the only reason why bihar has ever worked out is because <coughs> the kind of voters that got split from the congress during the late 80s and the you know uh, early 90s basically continue to be the same set of people who are voting today for the rjd for the jdu for the you know uh, left for all these you know mahagathbandhan parties of bihar so it is essentially one big umbrella that they were forming all over again yeah absolutely so but let me let me so you it's interesting that you talk about the 71 um, uh, elections because a lot of people forget that after indira gandhi the second biggest party in india was the communist party of india marxist the exactly. third biggest party was communist party of india which ultimately supported the emergency if i'm not mistaken yes then the fourth biggest party was the bharatiya jansang which you know mr vajpay was the leader which actually had 35 seats in 1967 so jansang was already the number the when you know under dindayal upadhyay yeah. so actually it lost a third of its seats then obviously yeah. in 1977 you know they they formed the janta party with moraji desai in you know moraji desai gets 260 which by the way that has to be the biggest jump in the history of india when moraji desai led from 35 to 295 seats i don't yeah, think exactly. this has ever I'm- happened Yeah, yeah, and an absolute blip actually in the way elections happen in India, if you think about it. Ha, correct. So, and 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 Indira still had 154 seats exactly. because the revival of the Congress Party has only happened always from the south. Exactly, and this is what Rahul Gandhi's Bharat Jodo Yatra was all about. They realized that they continue to have people sympathetic towards them in the south, which can give them the kind of numbers they need. to repeat the 2004 experiment mind you exactly the 2004 experiment where they had just eight seats more than the bjp or i think or six seats more than the bjp something of that sort seven and seven seats so, so seven. 130 138 of bjp and 145 of congress ha so seven seats more and they were able to form a government hmm. and the congress is very strongly that it just needs to repeat that and they will be yeah. able to form a government somehow no, no, and, yeah. and, yeah exactly exactly so but but you know the the, the 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 thing the weird thing with the with the congress party is that they have to they have to first of all uh, get rid of their ego right exactly. um, i remember something that mr k c tyagi said after the uh, 2019 elections mm-hmm. uh, he said uh, um, he said that aapko dil chahiye bada ye karne ke liye ki um, uh, nitish kumar ko bjp to accommodate they given them 17 seats to themselves 17 to nitish and 6 to them and they swept 39 out of 40 seats right so congress has to realize what um, uh, 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 you know where they stand but let's look at the states where the nda has significant challenges right and mm. there are two major states i feel um, bihar and maharashtra 
and hmm. apart from that of course madhya pradesh and rajasthan because even the biggest best of the surveys they are giving that they are predicting that they lose five seats in mp and rajasthan yeah. of course um right now um, you know it's too early it's eight months to go but they hmm. also vote for state elections so yeah. the alliance becomes takes a very potent uh potent swarup when it comes to uh bihar when it comes to bihar and uh, but maharashtra with the ncp splitting i don't know which way it will go so what do you think with that no that's a good question and you know you now let's start with bihar first and in bihar i think bjp is on the strongest footing ever thanks to one person named nitish kumar mm-hmm. who's become mm-hmm. a liability on himself forget his his ally alliance partners right now I mean, it's come to the point where people just don't want to even see his face. And frankly, he is—he has lost total control on the government because he doesn't know what is the right, what the government is doing. Mm. There was an incident when teachers were lat- students were lati charged in Bihar, That's in right. Patna. That's right. That's and the right. next day, when he's asked by the reporters, he just turns around to his worst and says, "The lati charge was what?" It's on record. It's on. It's for everybody to see. Yeah. I'm not even kidding. That's the state of affairs in Bihar, and the way crime and law and order has just blown up ever since mm-hmm. Nitish came back with Lalu. Mm-hmm. There was an investor summit being done in Bihar, in mm-hmm. Patna, Correct. and just 20 kilometers away from it, two gangs of the sand mining mafia were had were engaging in a shootout. Mm-hmm. Just 20 kilometers away. I mean, I can't even <laughs> tell you how bizarre it sounds. Yeah, it was absolutely insane. Absolutely insane. And but 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 last time Nitish Kumar and BJP did not win the Bihar elections by a huge margin. It was a very tough sort of you know loss uh, win loss situation for them too. So and how a, do they? The reason precisely was Nitish Kumar. Oh. Had the BJP dared to contest the election alone, and it is only God knows whatever the reasons were hmm. that they continued to stay in alliance with Nitish Kumar. Hmm. excuse me but had they contested the elections on their own hmm. it Correct. i can bet my bottom dollar on the fact that the bjp would have gotten the majority it wanted on its own it did not need nitish kumar nitish yeah. kumar proved to be a loyal a liability on the party more hmm. than as a you know tactical a loyal liability on the party <laughs> yeah, exactly he's a loyal liability and unfortunately there are elements inside the bjp who reportedly continue to be loyal to nitish kumar yeah That is, is unfortunate. By the way, that Nitish wants to join back with the BJP, but the BJP will have none of it. None of it now. That, 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 and that is that is the way to do it because because this is this is this would be a completely stupid move if Nitish Kumar is taken uh, uh, taken in the BJP again. And it will hurt the BJP very badly because BJP has realized how big a problem Nitish Kumar is for the voters today. So that's right. The door has been closed for him. Door has been completely closed. Now hmm. the second hmm. state that you're talking about is Maharashtra. based hmm. on whatever we have seen and whatever has been happening hmm. the one thing that is certain is that the bjp has definitely played its cards right for the short term by allying with ajit dada hmm. it is no well known on the ground that the ncp cadre and the ncp supporter on an average has no qualms allying with the bjp in hmm. fact that has been the demand for i think now 7 or 8 years hmm. and everybody knew it at the top level now whether Mr. Pawar is being very strategic by you know being in both camp and seeing whichever is the winner eventually, because he might I not. I personally think that is the thing because I the, the NCP and that is not a B is is not a natural alliance. It just is not. 
no it's not that i agree with your assessment from whatever i've read but the thing yeah. is that i think they they realize probably there's a so here's my theory i think they're seeing that the lok sabha will have a certain trend and the vidhan sabha will have a different trend correct which is why they're hedging their bets by being in both camps right okay so that's that that is your perspective on that okay i may be I... wrong but it seems to be the only explanation that is legible right now with the weirdness that is going on there was a meme that was circulating for a while where somebody is trying to explain uh, what is the position of ncp in maharashtra it is inside the government it is outside the government sharad pawar is with the government sharad pawar is without the is outside the government oh uh, you so, so and here is the also it, there is a interesting thing about maharashtra also right you went till mr munde and mr uh, mahajan were in charge mm-hmm. of mr maharashtra they were always more anti sharad pawar and more pro shiv sena Uh, yes. Mr. Gadkari has been an advocate of leaning towards Mr. Pawar, and rather than you know leaning just with Shiv Sena or using Mr. Pawar as a leverage in case, because Shiv Sena always had these insane demands, right? Shiv Sena was this perennially rooted away fufaji. Always Bal Thakre right. would come and whine about something, and you know people right. would have to run from Delhi to go, and so that was there was always that dynamic. Also, in Maharashtra is a very complicated state. It's not a simple state. It essentially yeah. is three states rolled into one. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, and the fun part is this. So if you remember when the Nationalist Congress Party was actually formed back in 1998, right? Oh. Uh, the whole argument was that we will not take, we will not accept colonialism. <laughs> I don't know if you remember this. And yes. at that time, Mamta Banerjee, who used to be allied with the BJP, said that these are our Lal Bal Pal. Uh-huh. Yes. Hena. And interestingly, I remember that the NCP was giving issue-based support to the NDA as well. even then correct correct i agree with you so so i mean it is an old habit ha huh? i mean my mm-hmm. point is this is an old habit of hedging on all bets you mm-hmm. never know which horse when you are not certain which horse is winning you put your money on all the horses yeah yeah absolutely and and ultimately that is what that is what it is that that is exactly what it is that they are putting their money on all the horses and hoping that you know kuch na kuch lag jaye ya kuch na kuch aa jaye but but the fact is the fact is after all this what is the long term situation for the bjp right what is the long term situation and the long term is in maharashtra if you have so many candidates you are going you are bound to lose yeah that's true And because ultimately, and, and, and I, just one thing, I'll, I'll clarify. I'm, I don't mean bound to lose the election. We are bound to lose some of your faces because you just don't have that many seats. Ajit exactly. Pawar will ask for ten to fifteen seats. Those ten to fifteen seats, if BJP and NCP were in context contest, your cadre is not going to be happy. So how do you manage that? No, that's a that's an uphill task for the BJP to figure out. In fact, this is the same problem that has happened in a lot of the North Indian states over the last few years. I mean, barring Uttarakhand's assembly elections, our uh, ticket distribution, unfortunately, despite the best of efforts to make it transparent, uh, dependent on popularity among cadre and a lot of other factors, just didn't work out for the BJP. You look at the way Himachal elections turned out. You are seeing similar stories right now being repeated in places like Jammu, which is the core of BJP in the state. or you see it in punjab as well in punjab though it managed to win two seats right now there's a lot of rumor floating around that uh, one of the mlas who just got removed from the post of the party president in unit of the state unit is uh, in contact with aam aadmi party and wants to move over there though the thing is that that part, if that person moves out a lot of the people inside the bjp would say good riddance because they they feel that he has been 
uh, equally responsible among other people for not hmm. letting the BJP grow for the longest time in the state. कौन सा एमपी उसके बाद आज तक रहा है वहां पे सुनील जाखड़ुरदासपुर because uh, he's a heavyweight for sure even though he's come to a party that is relatively lightweight also i think sunil jakhar ke liye this is a temporary appointment for 3 years even if he wins because ultimately the goal is 2026 uh, sorry 2027 exactly. assembly yeah, elections yeah. and yeah. you give him you give him 4 years you give him 3 and yeah. a half years to absolutely cultivate and build the party and there is a 40% punjabi hindu vote which is a floating vote with exactly. bjp gets 8 to 9% of it you yeah, cannot yeah. just overall no but i'm sorry overall they get 8 to 9% you can go up to 15 to 17% easily it's such a fascinating thing that you hit the number in such a perfect way the jalandhar by polls bjp did find a very respectable candidate yeah. so a family man in the sense indar ikbal singh atwal whose father ikbal singh atwal was also a former mp uh, a dalit uh, face as well i mean a mazhabi sikh face jalandhar is a reserved seat and the bjp st- struck 16% vote share it was higher than the akalis in that exactly. bipol and for the yeah. first time ever bjp actually got votes in sikh dominated villages yeah the people are willing to try if they give them a face it's becoming yeah. increasingly clear and it, it will The funny part is the Congress and the AAP are apparently coming together in Punjab for an alliance. They, is what Hindi newspapers are reporting right now. And if that happens, I mean, both no, of the parties sure will get decimated. No, no, that will be a deal that AAP asks for because if, if but but the the scary part of that alliance shouldn't be in Punjab in Delhi because if that happens in Delhi, I don't see BJP winning all seven seats in Delhi. It just won't happen. My bet is the you other do. way round. In fact, the BJP's margin will increase because the. The only only people who are holding on to Congress are the ones who are patently anti-apartheid. <laughs> well, that that could be true, but the thing is, I I still don't see a seven-zero sweep happening huh? because there are seats. That there are seats in Delhi. A problem, and that's a problem across North India per se. Yeah, exactly. Barring Uttar Pradesh and some pockets of Rajasthan, I don't see BJP really making a very good uh, scorecard. Correct. Across so, so, we, so we'll have to see, you know, where where there are and where where are they. See, of course, two thousand nineteen was a very strange election because uh, yeah. the BJP the BJP vote share in Delhi, I think, was like fifty five percent or some in excess yeah, of fifty percent. Absolute rarity. 
Uh, which is which never happens that if you look at the the margins from West Delhi and Northwest Delhi, BJP won with sixty one percent vote, sixty to sixty one percent. In fact, can I lowest... can I say that these are seats that are actually dominated by uh, Jats and Gujars? Huh? Exactly. So 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 that is that is the issue. And um, the in fact the lowest margin the lowest margin was Vinakshi like with fifty five percent vote, which is yeah. still a very good margin in Chandni Chowk. So in Delhi, <laughs> I think last election was a weird sort of thing where AAP plus Congress was not even close to BJP. BJP exactly. beat AAP plus Congress by about 10-12 percentage points. Exactly. It was very similar to Gujarat. But again, again, that's what I'm saying. Six months or a year later. In 2020, mm-hmm. uh, Vidhan Sabha election, up romps back to power with more than 50% votes. So, exactly. so it was basically a, re- a reversal of roles that took place. Total split verdict. So yeah. the, the, if if up is you know uh, doing this, that's what we'll have to uh, we'll have to see um, uh, uh, you know how they go. But how do you view, view it as uh, uh, pan India? Ab batayiye. Pan India. How do you view as this alliance? See, pan-India, this alliance has a lot of contradictions, and we already see that surfacing in that when the no-confidence motion was attempted, mm-hmm. right? The, I believe the debate is yet to happen around it, and the voting is to take place. Mm-hmm. But uh, YSR Congress has already opted out of it. Bhutu <laughs> <laughs> Janata Dal has already opted out of it. I think there was another yeah. part, major state party that also opted out of it. I think it was BRS, I guess, Bharat Rashtra Samiti, which is the former Telangana Rashtra Samiti or something of that sort. So you already have a split happening. so what is this alliance all about it could not even convince the exist some somebody who is an existing ally like the ysrcp to actually come and vote behind one that secondly sure. there are so many contradictions congress wants to be the number one party in the alliance the others don't want it to happen hmm. right how will that and you know there is an attempt now within parties as well you know from the same state for instance the mahagathbandhan parties are trying very hard especially mm-hmm. uh, to you know jo- secure a prime space but mm-hmm. uh, lalu prasad has ensured at least in his physical presence that nitish kumar ka patta kat jaye acche se kat jaye absolutely absolutely as they say so it is ha absolutely ab, ab dekhne wali baat hai ki kaise kar sakte hai and it is a known fact if you remember that press conference they saying uh, आपको शादी कर लेना चाहिए दूल्हा बन जाना चाहिए इट इज बेसिकली जाए बट बिकमिंग द प्राइम मिनिस्टर ऑफ द कंट्री और बिकमिंग द प्राइम मिनिस्टर फेस फॉर द अलायंस सो वन गुड थिंग दैट हैपन वाज इंडिया गिव एन अपॉर्चुनिटी फॉर नरेंद्र मोदीज ओल्ड रेटोरिकल स्टाइल टू कम बैक यस पूरा पूरा पुराना पुराना जलवा दिख गया दैट इज अ स्ट्रेंथ दैट इज अ स्ट्रेंथ व्हिच इज सो मूविंग ऑन एंड वी आर गोइंग टू द लास्ट पार्ट ऑफ द डिस्कशन यू टॉक मी मेंशन अ लिटिल बिट ऑफ द हिली स्टेट्स राइट इन जम्मू एंड स्टफ इज द बीजेपी ऑन अ स्टिकी विकेट इन इन जम्मू ओह द सिचुएशन फॉर द बीजेपी इज एक्चुअली वेरी बैड ऑन द ग्राउंड बाय द वे अर्बन लोकल बॉडी इलेक्शंस आर आल्सो टर्निंग अप वेरी क्विकली इन द स्टेट so uh you will get to see the bjp really struggling to even you know make a mark in some of the major major towns and cities across the state of jammu mm. and kashmir which and mm. ladakh is of course now separate uh, unit territory so it doesn't count That's and the right. big reason for that is that bjp's core base which was jammu is feeling very alienated right now for a variety mm. of reasons under the current lg administration mm. Mm. now one can argue that a lot is being done for jammu and i i mean there's a lot of merit to the argument as well but the pace for instance of some of the development works that is taking place is really abysmal 
uh for that matter people are also very upset with the way some of uh, you know uh, works related to culture and heritage is taking place right now in the state mm-hmm. uh there's a example of the restoration work going on for the mubarak mandi palace complex of jammu which has been mm-hmm. the historical seat of the dogra uh, rule and That's is right. a symbol of pride and i mean the pace is just awful uh, just a few days back there were these uh, videos and photos emerging of absolute like abysmal levels of water logging having occurred in the complex and there's nobody to even bother about cleaning that up and this is a site that is actually undergoing restoration right now hmm. the jammu high court is already listening to a petition on the subject and it went for an inspection earlier this year around april or may and it found hmm. that out of some 20 odd buildings three buildings had actually disappeared permanently there was okay. no sign of the three buildings anymore so i mean there is a lot that is really becoming a matter of much frustration especially for the urban voters of jnk and mm-hmm. that too of the jammu region the jammu division so mm-hmm. uh, i mean the problem and there's this accusation that the bjp is more interested in kashmir than in jammu where they don't <laughs> and kashmir mein to they will not even get one vote if they even if they sold their skins so i don't know i mean the bjp really needs to try very hard it will make it will need a herculean effort to actually win back some of the trust of the people mm-hmm. see the well, point is, there is this argument given that you know there is no alternative to bjp in jammu बॉस ऑल्टरनेटिवली कोई वेट नहीं करता समटाइम्स लेट दिस बी वेरी क्लियर well let's let's hope let's hope that you know uh, medicines prevails on this and then you know that this issue is resolved as fast as yeah. humanly possible because yeah. other than that you don't want to lose the support of the people exactly you know, which and, uh, it is a fact that in jammu actually the bjp can really get a lot of things done very easily mm-hmm. if it wants to and the right by the way after delimitation of the assembly jammu will have one extra seat over uh, the kashmir region right so and so, so this, it this, is difficult to have you know uh, the popular support with you if you really want to form the government in jnk yeah and it's a zero sum game it's it's a zero sum yeah. game so to speak like you can you yeah. can just you know get it done so let's let's hope you know better sense prevails on this and hopefully I this hope so. uh, the, what you said about and we'll 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 keep a close track on this and we'll make sure that we'll discuss this in detail and give it the seriousness it deserves but so it's raised some very important point i'm not familiar with the, the ground situation at jammu obviously so i always rely on people to give me information on this but moving to the last part of the discussion and and i want to say i, I watched a film last night oppenheimer and this is not recency bias guys i was truly stunned by it and it was you know obviously there is the scene about you know where they talk about the bhagavad gita and so and it was unnecessary could be avoided but i also think that the way it's being portrayed is something different most people who are talking about the scene have not seen the scene so i i i was not a fan of the way but that was chris nolan's you know interpretation one could agree disagree with him and stuff like that but the crux of the point is the differentiation he puts in within the american political establishment and the scientists he's shown the european scientists is a counterweight where they say that you if you become an establishment scientist you're not you're not a scientist anymore you're just a part of the establishment and that's the moral quandary he talks about um of course the movie will have its persuasions but it has also a very searing critique of communism uh, which i thought was very fascinating um uh, 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 which you know but he does it with subtle terms right even j robert oppenheimer did have communist sympathies but how he takes it down or how he questions the communists about whether they've actually read das capital or not when when he's questioned they're like um, where do you read this and he said das capital 
I'm assuming that's that should be a definitive source for communism, right? And that's you know uh, we joke about that the Marxists in India are more Karl Marx than even Karl Marx himself, right? So that. So on a side um, note, this reminds me of a very funny story. Uh, hmm. If you know Bhagalpur in Bihar, hmm. uh, is actually also supposed to be the great revolutionary Kanhaiya Kumar's hometown. Yeah, uh, yes. home and he lost by two and a half lakh votes to Giriraj Kishore in the hmm. 2019 election. बारिश होती तो भागलपुर में भी छाता खोल के बैठ जाते And he also world. talks about the communist party of countries ultimately devolving some sort of an uh, identity or thing to Russia and India that can be extrapolated to China as well. But the, yeah. he so they actually talk about the, how they started in the 30s, how they ended up in the 40s and 50s. But what we what I want to talk about is is the unnecessary controversy or necessary for people. You know, whatever your opinion be, has. taken away uh, from one people a lot of people in india said oh they said that oh it shows american agreement i was like no it does not it actually shows the american political establishment in a very um, very bad light in a way that they were so obsessed in the arms race and so i think it's a critique of this uh, it's a searing critique of the president at that time mr harry truman and others so i uh, i think it's a brilliantly made film it's his most political film yeah. yet i would say in fact it's very clever uh, uh, subtle propaganda as well if you remember what happened subsequently to people like oppenheimer or the fact that oppenheimer's later part of uh, his life actually coincides with the mccarthy era yeah he right. actually talks about that in the film yeah. and villainizes mccarthy in a yes. very yeah. very uh, strong way i seen rashis so i could just make out from that yeah those who remember the mccarthy era there was a very interesting movie that had come out uh, like a decade or so back i think it was called good night and good luck for those who have seen mm-hmm. that hollywood movie which was actually mm-hmm. a criticism uh, a real life incident of a news anchor actually having heavily criticized john mccarthy okay. uh, senator john mccarthy and uh, he used to end his news show every day every night with good night and good luck and on his last show he actually blows up the uh, hell out of uh, mccarthy tears him apart of course he is also going to face the inquiry subsequently but that is a very interesting movie shot in black and white by the way amazing cinematography also of the movie mm-hmm. so the point yeah. is that the fun part is after many decades a lot of the so called suspects turned out to be actually communist party card holders that's correct so the paranoia that as, as it was called back then actually had some basis to it interestingly mm-hmm. and oppenheimer so no, oppenheimer so this movie the way it's being you know The sad part is in India, people were so disappointed with the movie because it's a bomb blast. का सीन नहीं दिखाया, ठीक है? And that is that is. I mean, I'm sorry. I mean, it sounds. It makes very. It puts the Indian audiences in very poor light. How much of it is silly? Yeah. Yeah. But you think about it. This subtle propaganda against McCarthyism in the movie is so visible, and that was the fascinating part of, you know, artists of this. that generation particularly the way they were able, who were a lot, many of them who had leftist leftist leanings even in america and the way they were able to put a you know negative light on america uh, in fact as part of our reading list recommendations that we generally get to do i even even recommend this book 
if you can get your hands on it this yeah. is a book yeah. by the famous playwright arthur miller called Correct. focus this hmm. book is actually about anti semitism in uh, the pre second world war america hmm. how people were getting inspired by germany on the streets of america and were started targeting jews and this is That's a dark right. chapter that nobody wants to talk about but arthur miller himself being a jew wanted to do this yeah though the character yeah. of the main character of the book is not a jew he just starts looking like a jew because of his glasses that's the premise of the book hmm. absolutely no and it is it is a very important having said book. that it's a hmm. the way yeah I agree and you know it's just fascinating when you realize how cinema is a tool of propaganda in india we've had propaganda done by cinema by the dravidian movement for the longest time and That's people right. have even forgotten how it's done you know <laughs> if you read a book uh, by r kannan a biography an authoritative biography by r kannan on annadurai cn annadurai mm. the first mm. dravidian chief minister of tamil nadu mm. and long st- he was a film script he was actually a film writer a movie script That's writer right. and he That's used to write scenes there were scenes in movies where they say that you know you should not take dowry who told you that anna did this is the dialogue literally and there is and the movie all of a sudden just zooms into a portrait of an cn anna durai in the background in huh. the backdrop to suggest that this is the anna that we are talking about hmm. or they would show historical characters carrying black and red flags which are the colors of the uh, dravidian uh, movement hmm. the day hmm. color scenes me it's just i mean people don't realize how strong cinema can be a tool of propaganda that right. is exactly what all leftists across the world are focused on you right. look at the amount of money that the former soviet union used to invest in if you ever mm. seen uh, moscow film archives which are available for anybody to watch on youtube by the way mm. fascinating fascinating stuff the way they show the communist utopia so i i would absolutely recommend and actually the recent film show jubilee that talks mm-hmm. about it also 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 discusses this in quite in detail about it and it's it's, it's a very fascinating show on it but you're right you're right it's 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 such an important it's such an important uh, discussion that our folks refuse to have uh, we must have so i i think in in that उसी तर्ज पे अगर मैं बोलूं रेकमेंडेशन बाय रेकमेंडेशन ऑब्वियसली दिस वीक इज गोइंग वॉच ओपन एवर एंड मेक अप योर माइंड ऑन व्हाट यू थिंक बट आई थिंक क्रिस नोलन इज प्रोबेबली द फाइनेस्ट फिल्म मेकर इन आवर जनरेशन इन द टॉप फाइव आई वुड रेट हिम आई लाइक टेरेंटिनो बट द सटलिटी विथ व्हिच ही शोन दिस एंड द जक्सटापोजिशन द वन सीन टू सीन स्ट्रेट विथ मी वन वाज द हैरी ट्रूमन सीन वेयर द माय वन ऑफ माय फेवरेट टेस्ट एक्टर्स एवर गैरी ओल्डमैन प्लेस ट्रूमन आई कुडंट इवन टेल इन द फिल्म ही वाज दैट ही वाज ही वाज brilliant and um one scene where oppenheimer tells the world or tells the people he worked with about the blast and the juxtaposition where he thinks of all the victims in japan that were killed along because of it right and he is announcing it so people i mean I, i'm this is a bit of a spoiler but that's fine it's still more impactful when you see it he is announcing to people who are celebrating with american flags and he cannot see them all he hears is he is interspersed that with crimes of cries cries of people and as he's walking down the aisle he sees uh, a few people making out on the other side and he suddenly stops and he feels like he's stepped into a body that has been burned because of that so life being made and life being destroyed by the same things they did it it was the most stunning piece of cinema i've ever seen with sound effects that gave me goosebumps like th- that 
10 minute scene this is what the power of cinema is and this is what chris nolan wanted to see that even those that worked on it did not know the impact because they never thought the second bomb would be dropped they never thought that's even the first so bomb would be dropped that's so true and nobody had anticipated it to happen in the first place in fact uh, this very famous security analyst on twitter that many might have seen valent i think valina chakarova she's mm-hmm. a russian origin uh, used to i think russian yeah, valina valina chakarova she actually recently tweeted about this and she said you know oppenheimer is one of the most brilliant movies she's also seen she was talking about it mm-hmm. and she said you know it's so ironic but it also upholds just one of my key beliefs over the years that ironically nuclear bombs have made the world of more safer a safer a more peaceful place yeah and and then the 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 thing is i i don't want to sound like a complete total jackass but a lot of people did not understand the film because it has layers within layers within layers and yeah, the yeah. only reason i understood most of the film like um, for what i thought it was because it's a only perspective was because i actually spent 3 hours reading after the film i did not get the layers when i saw the film because it's impossible to get everything because of that much of the research there are some people who but you watch it for the cinematic brilliance and when you come back and you read and you read and you read and you read that's when you understand oh that's why the scene was significant that's why and i will definitely watch it again uh, maybe not in a theater maybe now i'll wait for it to come on streaming or dvd but uh, 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 i would highly recommend it but um, but but thank you you know uh, for joining i think i will have to wrap up our podcast we've gone way over time but this was a Once lot of fun since people are so interested in these things and you are also interested i would strongly recommend if you have not seen this there was an ott series one part only one season only called the tokyo trial that was uh, done uh, hmm. it starred uh, irfan khan yes. playing the role of justice radha binod pal the sole uh, judge who had uh, one of the two judges in fact who had written a dissent judgment in the tokyo trials of mm. uh, world war 2 criminals of japan mm-hmm. and Absolutely. it is a fascinating fascinating show and it is a very good introduction to how who is really a victim and who really is a perpetrator gets you know uh, blurred when somebody tries to make the whole thing about civilization and civilizational justice so who really yes, is the criminal that is it's only like, like openheimer is raising right now and it's on netflix i believe only four episodes yeah. of 40 minutes each please yeah, yeah. please watch it's it it's an amazing thing and if you get your hands on it if you are interested you should read the dissent judgment of justice radha binod pal he was born in maimon singh bangladesh and hmm. in today's bangladesh a brilliant jurist of his times hmm. brilliant enough to be actually considered to be brought on the war, uh, crime tribunal Correct. so you can imagine how and he actually gained a lot of notoriety because of the judgment in the western world but to this day japan actually venerates him for for not calling them a criminal it's such a yeah, divide in, in the yasukuni shrine and the kyoto uh, ryozen gokoku uh, the gokoku i'm sorry uh, they there is uh, there are monuments monuments specifically dedicated to radha binod pal so amazing amazing uh, fellow amazing uh, jurist do do read it and uh, we'll we'll maybe we'll talk a little bit more about this but Certainly that's why i love my podcast yeah this is comes but thank you srohit so much for joining trust me when I we started planning for this podcast none of this we was planned but that's the beauty we discuss 
we sit and we all come out more educated more informed and guess what with our knife sharpened to debate even more in the next uh, mm-hmm. next podcast agree, thank you agree. so much joining basically bhajan mandali chala rahe hain humne thank you so much for that <laughs> <laughs> yes bilkul we'll be back next week with more uh, more discussions on this and as we get into the election mode maybe we'll do increase the frequency of the podcast as well till then yes. uh, it's um, uh, goodbye from all of us and uh, we'll be back soon thank you